Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Burquist. I am actually stepping in today um, under um, one of our host shows. I get to turn things around today. I'm very excited that typically this would be under one of our hosts, who is amazing and wonderful and awesome, but I get to interview one of our amazing hosts, and that is we're going to be talking today about becoming an influencer and I think Eileen Influencer is one of my favorite words. But before you say anything, let me introduce you. And I want all of our listeners to know that today I get the treat to interview one of our radio show hosts. And she is the amazing, the wonderful, the spectacular Eileen Gaffin, who is the president of Sarah's Gaffin Media. Eileen, say hello to all of all of your listeners. Let's go with that. I get to I get to you know interview you today. Well, thanks, Michelle. You've turned the table on me and. I get to answer all your questions instead of be the one asking all the questions. Go for it. And I love your title. I love the title of this show today, and it's Becoming an Influencer. I know, you know, you're so focused on reputation management. You know, from our description, you know, we're not talking about becoming a, you know, TikTok or Insta influencer. I mean, becoming an influencer is what? Because I just love, you know, becoming more influential, but this one's on becoming an influencer. What's What's the message there to our listeners? Yeah, and my show on Women Lead Radio is called Reputation and Influence. And so I thought it would be really, you know, a good idea to do a deeper dive into that. And I think everyone's heard the term influencer because you immediately think of the most popular people on TikTok and YouTube, and they've got millions and millions of followers. But bringing it back to business and your personal life and that's what I'm talking about is, like, are you an influencer in your own life and how that can help mm-hmm. you in your business and with your personal relationship? And, you know, I mean, I, I love the word influencer, but, you know, I think of, you know, just like you do, people that are on TikTok or Instagram and they're, they've got all kinds of sponsors that are paying them just to represent products and, you know, themes and, and be a spokesperson. But, I know that's much more to you. What does it mean personally or even professionally to become an influencer in your eyes? Yeah, it's, it's all about trust. So, and, and trust and relationships. And so the people that would consider you an influencer in their life are people who trust you. You know, you've gotten to know them. They've gotten to know you. And so they want to do business with you or they love your friendship or because you've opened up and you've built that level of trust. So that's what I'm talking about. And for marketing, I I run a public relations company. So from the marketing Mm -hmm. side with influence, um, word of mouth is actually the most powerful form of marketing. And that doesn't cost anything. 
So think about it. When your friends are telling you, and that's why it makes these TikTok and YouTube influencers so amazing, but when your friends or someone you trust is telling you about a product or a service or a way they do business, you trust that. You're like, you're taking that in. They become an influencer because you already have a relationship with them. They're spreading the word about what works or what doesn't work or what product they like or what movie they hate or, you know what I mean? So that's what I mean by influence. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got so many questions on this because I, you know, I look at it and I think, you know, you, I, we're, we're not going to date ourselves here, but um, I'm going to put myself in this bucket, not both of us. That I've been in business over 30 years and it's just really interesting how things have changed that it really truly, I feel, used to be many years ago People understood that it took time to build relationships. It took time to build your reputation to become that influencer or, you know, kind of a recommender of services or a go-to person that people would go, Michelle, what do you recommend? What do you think I should do? You know, that kind of thing. And I think now we just live in this instant world where people just, you know, they're like, there's no, they aren't putting the time in to build relationships. And I'm curious with you, I mean, this isn't something to become an influencer that happens overnight. Like how, in your opinion, would one go and maybe become the influencer? Or is it, is it from how things are today, a, a, an instant kind of thing? It works both ways. Um, the instant part of it is I'm on social media all the time. So I'll tell you that the instant part of it for me is it could be someone I don't even know. But if they're recommending something, I'll, I'll, I'll do more research into it so it might be a starting place. But in terms of in mm-hmm. real life and really building relationships, oh, my gosh, has that gotten harder in the last few years because of the pandemic? So what used to be, right. you know, where you would see all your buddies at work, um, you would get together with friends or co- coworkers, colleagues in networking situations or you know, you have an opportunity in business to build relationships. And the past couple years, oh, it's so much harder. I mean, yes, we have Zoom and Team and all these, you know, ways online to do that. But um, I'm going to give you an example of how it impacted me personally, like made it harder to build relationships. I have a set client base. But I haven't really been out there networking because of the pandemic in person. Mm -hmm. So earlier this year, I went to my first big business conference, and there were 400 people in the room. And someone that I know through business, but I haven't seen them in a long time, came up and asked the question, the, the most basic question that you would ask at a networking event. So, Eileen, remind me again Uh-oh. what you do. I swear to God, Whoa. I am a professional communicator. And I went, eh, 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 eh. I hadn't practiced talking oh about myself my or my business in so long in person that I laughed at myself. Yeah. And I even brought, you know, I, I turned it around into a humorous situation with that person uh, and talked about the reality of it. So I think that's what people are facing, that it's really scary or intimidating to um, – walk into a room with strangers, you know, in a networking situation. And um, I have tips, you know, I can talk about what you can do in those situations. But you're right. Uh, It it is a long-term proposition, but people do use technology to do a lot of research before they even 
contact you or buy a product or, you know, they're, they're so far down the sales funnel before they even contact you that um, they, they, yeah. it's so easy yeah. to get information now, you know. It, well, it's, it's fascinating, too. I mean, back to what you're saying of that example, I crack up because I'm totally with you on that. And, you know, even, a, you know, a meeting or something, and remember the days when we'd go and we'd have a cup of coffee with somebody, you know, and you'd spend a half hour, 45 minutes, but, you know, it took you a half hour or whatever because we're in California to get there. And you think, oh, my gosh, that person just sat there and talked about themselves the whole time, right? But Zoom has made yeah. it a lot more efficient to kind of get through that because you're just like, yeah, no bueno, I don't have time for this. So I do like that piece of it. But I agree with you on the in-person part that I was at a meeting the other, a couple of weeks ago, and people were going, do you have a, you know, here's my business card. I was like, oh, crap, I forgot my business card. It's like we've, we've <laughs> lost the muscle, right, that we were like, yeah, remember those things, those business cards? Or, you know, like you said, like, what do you, remind me what you do, and you're like, uh, uh, uh whatever. But, yeah, and I think we've kind of <laughs> lost that. We need to get back and practice that again. That's so funny. I love that. But you said, um, you just come back. That, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to no, say, you just said something that um, is actually very important in building relationships. You said you, met, you could meet somebody for coffee, and they spent the whole 30 minutes talking about themselves. And that's one of the mm-hmm. tips I give when we talk about, you know, um, building relationships uh, um, you know, when you start getting into these business interactions or going back to the office for the first time, um, listening, it's kind of counterintuitive, but one of the keys to good communication is listening. And so you just gave that example of someone that talked about themselves the whole time. Well, you can actually do that strategically. Um, if you're an introvert or you're like me and you just walked into a you know, business situation for the first time in a couple of years, one of the keys is that people are so tied up in their own thoughts or they're feeling subconscious, you know, in these situations that it's more important to learn about them and make them feel at ease. So if you are going back to work for the first time in a long time, or maybe you're, you've been there for a while and you're in, you know, but you're, you're leading kind of an introverted life there. One of the ways that you can start a conversation at work is to ask them about their latest project. Um, if there's any challenges you can help them with. Um, if you feel that it's okay to ask a personal question, you can ask them how they spent their weekend. A lot of people are already friends on Facebook with their business colleagues, so they see how they spent the weekend, and you can then use that as a you know, follow-up to ask them more. But asking questions and then really listening to their answer. I love that part of what you're saying because it's like, you know, what is it? Someone said a long time ago, and I'm going to take a quick sponsor break here. When I come back, I have a lot of more questions for you about building influence. But I always laugh because somebody told me years ago, they said, you know, seek to not be interesting, you know, kind of a play on words, don't be interesting, but seek to be interested. And I was like, man, you know, it's less about you and more about the other person, and that's all the, that's what they're going to remember you for, not that you were trying to tell them how great you are and all that. So hang on with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a quick sponsor break here, and I know you've got a lot to share. <clears throat> Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. 
Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and a big thank you um, to all of our collective sponsors and partners. We can't do what we do without you. So uh, I am now back, um, back to our show with Eileen Gaffin. She's the president of Saris Gaffin Media and also um, typically here our radio host of Reputation and Influence. So, you know, I love what we're talking about right now, Eileen, and I think I would love for our listeners to know maybe some you know, steps that they can do to build. I mean, I know we want to get back in person. We're trying to do both now, right? But I find mm-hmm. people struggling so much to try to build their influence online. Like, we're struggling with it. You know, I see people on Zoom meetings, and, you know, I'm literally telling people to take screenshots now of the Zoom boxes because then you can go follow up with someone and connect with them on LinkedIn. I'm just curious. Like, what are some things you might recommend, you know, for building your influence, you know, online? Or or is it go back to doing more in person? Any thoughts from, you know, what you might recommend to listeners to become a more yeah. influencer uh, online? Yeah, let's start with the online first. Um, as you said, the old days <laughs> were very different. It did take a long time to build those relationships. And one of the things that happened, uh, you know, it's not even that long ago, 15, 20 years ago, um, was you were kind of told to put on a facade, you know, be the Mm -hmm. person you want to, you know, that you uh, are succeeding, you know, trying to succeed to be. And today it's all about authenticity, to bring your real self to the table, whether that's in person or online. And so think about the people you follow or the people you feel the most connected to on social media or on, you know, LinkedIn, any of the platforms that you use, Instagram. Um, It's the people that show you their real self, uh, their mistakes and all, because we all have something to learn from other people's mistakes, whether it's personal or business, um, that it's not all the glam shots and the uh, I'm in Paris now, look at me. And, you know, it's not, that's not what I'm talking about with authenticity because that's kind of fake, you know. Um, right. So for, biz, for business, uh, the people that are really good at it, I don't even put, I don't put myself in this category. I'm talking about the people that really are true influencers online and have a lot of follow, followers on LinkedIn and get a lot of engagement are the people that have something to teach. You know, they're very giving of themselves you know, with their knowledge and, and, um, and they ask good questions and then they listen and they engage with the people that are following them. So the things that apply in real life, they, they, you, they transfer to the online world as well. I think it's fascinating to me. And then I want to talk to you about how you help, you know, your clients build influence and become influencers because, you know, with, What's horrible today is it's just amazing how people, you connect with somebody on LinkedIn, and then immediately they're like, you know, do you want my service, huh? You know, and you're just like, really? Like, really? You said you wanted to kind of like have a conversation. And, and, you know, I'm really curious if you run into that. And then how do you deal with that? Because I, you know, you don't want to say lame-o or whatever. And then now the bots, you know, the kind of automation that's gone on with LinkedIn. Sometimes I wonder you know, whether I'm talking to a real person or not, you know, because it's so automated. And I have to say, I have a team member that helps me manage my LinkedIn profile and some of my messages, you know, which is tough because, I mean, what do you recommend to your clients? Because I'm sure 
so busy executives and CEOs or leaders, you know, that they're going to have to have a team of people that help them with that. Yeah, let's start with the first part where you talked about the people that just hit you up for, you know, they want to, they want to link in with you and then they want to sell you something. I ignore them. I, it, wow. If it looks very apparent that the only reason they want to link it, and you can kind of tell, you know, from certain right. services, or if I don't need that service, I ignore it. That's how I handle it. But um, from the other side of it, uh, the second part you talked about having someone else write your social media. Make sure you're working. I'm talking to the audience in general. Make sure you're working with a professional communicator who, can, who knows your voice, the voice of you, the voice of your company. Because remember we talked about authenticity. So if they're coming from their own place, of you know what they think is important and they haven't discussed key messages with you or or understand the mission or vision of your of your company um uh what you're trying to achieve there's no strategy behind any of it um it may not be as effective you know communication strategy is what i mean uh yeah so it may not be as effective I, I realize I asked 20 questions at once, so I'll try to downplay that a little bit and do one at a time, But you know, which I'm laughing at because I'm like, let me throw all of this at you. Can you answer them all? And you're doing a great job. I'm, I'm, you know, one thing that's so tough and I hear over and over, and you, you've said a phrase that I'm, I just want to go a little deeper on, and that is, you know, how does someone find an individual, a company, or, you know, you, and this is what you do with your clients, right, is help someone – through an agency or an individual help you find your voice. I, I hear that from business owners, CEOs, and let's say authors, right, or speakers that go, the hardest thing is having somebody find my voice. It, is there a trick to it? Are there any, is there any insight you can give some of our listeners if they want to have someone, you know, kind of replicate their voice online? It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what helps. I've, I've worked kind of the arc of my career is I started in journalism. Well, journalism, you're naturally curious. You ask a lot of questions, you listen. You know, Mm -hmm. that's where I got that training and that background was almost a decade in journalism, television news. And then I went into corporate America. And I wrote for a lot of executives uh, and, and had to write in their voice. And I'll tell you what the key is. The key is if you're working with someone who has a point of view. They're very clear as to what direction they're going in, how they feel about things, how they feel about the world, what's happening with their company, their employees. I had no problem writing in their voice because you could hear their voice in your head as you're writing. But um, I only worked for a couple of executives who didn't have a point of view. They were looking to me to create their voice. And I could do it, and I learned a little bit about their life and about them so it would come across authentic, but that's so much harder. So I would say that if, if once you find that person, and, and finding it is either through word of mouth, you know, asking other business people who, if they've ever worked with a PR person or a communications um, professional or, or freelancer, um, what their experience is with that person and can they, you know, refer you. Um, otherwise, you're going to be 
um, starting from ground zero and having to, you know, interview them. Um, they may have some reviews online, or you can look at their website and see the type of clients they work with, and sometimes they put some of their work out there. It's not all about media relations. Media relations is just part of it. You know, a lot of people think of public relations as just publicity and getting, getting you in the news, and that's just part of it. So finding the voice of a company and the voice of the executive or the individual, um, it's, it's also public relations is about building a relationship with your audience. So that, that voice that we're talking about is used with your customers, with your employees, in the community where you're headquartered. Um, you want to be consistent with that. That's pretty good. I mean, I love that. I mean, I know you could talk, we could talk for hours. And I'm, I'm going to take a contrarian view. Like, what, what are some of the things that you've seen, I mean, I don't know, individuals or company executives or, you know, authors, you know, because, again, who the, the folks are that you represent. Like, what are some of the things you've seen people do that actually decrease their influence? And I, I would imagine not being authentic because we've kind of talked about that one, but what are some other things you see that they do that really, you know, negatively impact their influence? Not listening. You know, the, the, <laughs> remember, like, when you think of the military and you think of the old executive model in companies, which a lot of companies are still run like this, remember it's top down and you're just right. being talked to and there's no two-way communication? That's the worst. I mean, employees are just, I mean, the military, they have, they have to work that way because that's how they're structured. But in business today, to run your business that way, look at the great resignation. You know, in the past two right. years, people are like, I don't need to put up with this anymore. I'm going to find a company with a culture Amazing. that I like, you know, or, or, or a company that has a vision that I believe in, you know, that their beliefs and values align with mine. Um, so I would say those are the companies that are struggling is when they have leadership that's very authoritative, they're not listening, um, you never have a seat at the table with them, they probably don't value you, you know. I'm sure there's listeners going, check, check, check. Oh, there's a ton of them, right? I mean, there's a ton. It's like, you know, like, you know, I said, I mean, I love what you do and, you know, the whole reputation and influence thing. I, I'm just curious with you, what are the biggest, you know, in the last few years, I mean, coming out of COVID, we think we, we try, we're trying to think we are, right, which we are, but it's still that word keeps coming up and all of that. Here we are in 2022. What are the biggest things that you've seen that have really changed for you and how you represent clients to build their influence. And I'm sure online and social media has been a big, big one, but what else has really shifted or changed um, in the last couple of years for you and how you represent clients? I think more and more clients are recognizing, especially if I put it into their strategic plan, but they're, they're recognizing the role of building relationships in their own community. If they're, because a lot of times mm. it's head, head down and you're just doing your work, your business, and, and you're forgetting about the world and the environment around you. And so depending on the client and what their business is, sometimes it's, you know, like a public affairs kind of thing where the kind of work that I do where um, I'm making sure they have key relationships with their local council member, supervisor, 
state legislator, you know, where you're getting more into the realm of um, making sure that your voice, again, as a thought leader in your industry, um, you know, these, these politicians, they're supposed to be getting input from their constituents and input on, you know, certain um, legislation that's important or initiatives that are important to business in, in your community. And so that's, I'm seeing more of that, that, um, that CEOs get it, that um, building relationships outside of their company, um, whether they're private or publicly held, um, is an important part of it. Love it. Love it. I mean, business has changed so much. You know, I mean, I think of even, again, before COVID and after COVID, I think that's how all of us right now, um, as being in business, we evaluate things, right? I mean, getting through it was one thing. Um, during, let's quote, say the lockdown, but before it, you know, marketing and promoting, it's like, you know, social media was a, a piece, but I see now, I mean, it is like a huge piece because the old traditional ways just aren't there yet. They're coming back, but I know you said you were at a big event, and, and what was that like to be in a room full of 400 people? I mean, did you fit, I know you said that it was a little like, you know, building, we, we said building a new muscle, but was it exciting again? Do you feel like that was you know, are, are you going out to other things now? Or are you a little more hesitant still? Like I'm seeing so many people about going out and networking again. Mm-hmm. I would say um, any anxiety or stress that I had was before I walked into the room with the 400 people. And then once I was in there, <laughs> it was so good to be with other people again, you know, and, and to yeah. feel like the world was normal. And just for those few hours of the day, it it, everything else went away. Like, you know, you could just focus on hearing the speakers and having a conversation. and um, It was great, you know. So, yeah, I yeah, think that people are slowly coming back to having coffees and going to lunch. And um, do you know I had two clients over the past year, two or three, that I had never met in person. We met over Zoom. <laughs> initially have have been having zoom meetings ever since and then it took until this year before i met them in person wow so you have to bring like a frame you have to bring a yeah bring a bring a box around your face so they could remember you from zoom and you're like no i'm really a human being that's hilarious or the fact that nobody knows how tall you are or how short you are you know because they've only seen your head (laughs) oh my god I mean, so many so many stories are going to come out of that. I was like laughing because I think last year I wanted us to do at one of our meetings was have every, get frames that were like cut out frames with a box and like have everybody show themselves because that's all we'd seen everybody on was Zoom for the last two years and go look we're real human beings like you know we're really in person. But at any rate, I digress. I, I digress. It. I've only got I a few it. minutes left. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fo- have you focus in. I mean. Paint a picture of the future. Like, are there any, you know, final thoughts? If a listener is going, I'm, I'm inspired. I want to I wanna really build and, you know, become a better influencer. It's like kind of wrap it up and give us three takeaways that people can take that you think are the most important, even though we've talked about a few. What, you know, what do you want them to know that these are the top three that you really need to focus on to become an influencer in business? Uh, to, be, to be authentic that it's okay to be yourself and, and to bring your expertise forward, you know. So I'm going to wrap uh, find your voice into that as well. 
you know, so you're be authentic and that will help you find your voice. Um, like listen, it. I love what you said about be interested, you know, uh, listen to what other people have to say. And by that is to be curious and to ask them questions. It's not all about you. So that would be the second piece. And the third, we didn't even talk about it. The third, whether you're online or in person, watch your body language, especially since you may have been in isolation for a while. Are you crossing your arms (laughs) when you walk into a room? Are you you not making eye contact? I mean, I, I would say be open. That's the third one is to be open and to, you know, watch how you carry yourself into a room or online. Those are good. Those are good. I mean, yeah, yoga pants, don't don't wear those out anymore. But I'm just I'm laughing because <laughs> that is so true. Like, you know, you're like, I don't know how many conversations I've had with women where like, okay, I got to go out the door. And it's like, you know, the muscle is not, is not, you know, worked. And so you're like, where's the keys? Oh, I forgot my earrings or I forgot a necklace or, you know, oh, no, I got the yoga pants on. I didn't wear my heels. Anyway, it's just so funny because it's like that is something yeah. I never thought we would have conversations on. But what great information you give. I do know that you have upcoming shows on Women League Radio for reputation and influence. Do you want to talk just a little bit about what our audience and our listeners might, you know, uh, get excited about that you have forthcoming about some of your guests and what the show is all about? Yeah, I would just say um, watch for future guests on reputation and influence. And I find uh, women business owners or women executives who have a story to tell about their own journey. So you can learn from their journey. And then if they have a a specific expertise, um, we bring that in as well. So I just recently had Alessandra Wall on the show, a psychologist. And she talked about the importance of articulating your value. So, I mean, there's always, like, great nuggets you get from these guests. And so I don't have a particular name to throw out right now, but I would say stay tuned and you'll learn a lot. And your your shows are fabulous, so I can say that, right? So, I mean, I just think they're amazing because you really – you have such a diverse group of women who – you know, when you kind of settle, settle in on the reputation and influence that they bring to their craft or their industry or their profession, they're fascinating. So I want to encourage our listeners and audience to be able to listen to that. So, Eileen, it's the end of our show. Two questions. One, if people want to reach out to you and go, hey, man, hey, hey, Eileen, not man, woman, I want to become a better influencer <laughs> and I want to, like, really manage my reputation and my influence, how do you want to be contacted? You can get more information at my website, Steris is S-T-E-R-E-S, Gaffin, G-A-F-F-E-N, media, SteresGaffinMedia.com. That's the best way to reach me. Awesome. Super duper. Okay, final thoughts. I always, this, I'm going to go to my show. I'm like, can you leave us with something motivational, inspirational, something that's going to make our day on a Friday as we get into the weekend that you can have us leave our listeners that they will just go, Wow. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) I would say be a great friend and a great colleague. Be there for each other. That's the most important thing right now. 
I'm totally seeing a hug on that one because I'm so glad that I can hug people again. That's been my that was great. Woo! We got the aha on that one. Well, Eileen, <laughs> you're an amazing leading lady, but you're a vet. I know you're also awesome as a radio show host for us with reputation and influence. Um, again, I'm going to wrap up our show and say it's been my pleasure to be your stand-in host today and get to interview you. And I want to thank all of our listeners you know, for being here every Monday because we have a live show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And we are very quickly um, working our way to a daily show because we're an international show. So if you can't listen to us live, we are also available on all of the subscription services, but specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcasts, um, and all the like, right, that are out there so you can listen to our show immediately after. And for today, Friday, I just want to say go there for, um, find your reputation and build your influence, as Eileen said. Have a wonderful weekend. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.